Okay, so because the children this morning, I'm going to be preaching, and I'm going to preach like Val Dunican, except I've got a jumper. In fact, actually, for those older members of the congregation, you might remember this, and may God go with you. Anybody? Dave Allen. So I'm going to very relaxed preach this morning, and I'm going to need a volunteer in a minute, okay, so uh, it can be a young person, uh, but that young person has to be able to eat chocolate, and has permission to eat chocolate, and you're happy for, or parents are happy for that child to uh, be on Zoom and on YouTube next week and forever, okay? And so we're going to look at, we're looking at Proverbs. When our children are in, we're looking at Proverbs and what different Proverbs are. Who can tell me some of the proverb, modern Proverbs that we have right now? Anybody? Modern Proverbs? Don't count the chickens until they've hatched. Stitching time saves nine. Come on. Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I've never understood that. <laughs> Said the accountant. <laughs> a friend in needs a nuisance. Come on. What else? There's loads of them. Sorry? Don't pour the baby out with the bathwater. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Different from old wives' tales. Does anybody know what an old wives' tale is? Something that might be true but isn't. My grandma gave me a, um, an old wives' tale. It was this, that if I ate apples with the seeds in, a tree would grow out my belly button. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Thank you. Another one, um, old wives' tales, is a little bit of what you fancy does you good. Okay? Sorry? You know, my grandma used to say lots of, you know, a little bit of butter in everything would do you good when she died of a heart attack. So we have all these proverbs, and I'm sorry if I'm bouncing around this morning, my, the, the sound system's hung again, so I can't do anything about it, so I'm, I'm really sorry. We have lots of different proverbs that help us get through life. Here's one that you might hear me use a little bit, is you can't push water up a hill. In other words, if somebody doesn't want to do something, there's no point in trying. It's like another one is, you can't flog a dead horse. Okay, here's another one that I use sometimes to, in, in pastoral situations is, there's always a snake in the garden. There's always a snake in the garden. In other words, when everything looks idyllic, beware, something might happen. Okay? So, last week, uh, Becca st kicks us off with some proverbs, and I thought she did an outstanding job. If you've not listened to it, please go and watch it on YouTube. And she was talking about friendship. And a little bit of what I, where I'm going today is going to back up into that, but also go a little bit further. And so we're going to start with what is the proverbs all about. I'm going to remind you, because it's important, and so we can have slide one, please. So this is what proverbs is about. It's, it's written by King Solomon. And he says, these Proverbs are 
for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. In other words, wise people give proverbs, and young people listen, because you're going to learn something. You're going to add to your knowledge, some, and be discreet, whatever that means. I've never understood discretion. And for older people, listen, because you can add to your learning. And let the discerning, in other words, older people who know what's going around them, get guidance. Okay, so that's what the Proverbs are around. So, I gave you fair warning about chocolate. So, can I have a young person to come and help me? Please? Any young person? Oh, come on, grab yourself a chair. Can we get a chair for this young man? There you go. So, as in all good um, double acts, just remind me what your name is. Remind everybody what your name is. Hayden. This is Hayden, okay? He speaks with a, a foreign accent, but he can't help that. Where are you from? South Africa. South Africa. You beat England yesterday, the other day, didn't you? Cricket. You beat the women cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like chocolate? Yes. How much do you like chocolate? 10 out of 10. Anybody 11 out of 10 here for chocolate? Okay, now, because it's post-Christmas, Cadbury's Easter eggs are available. Other Easter eggs are also available, apparently, according to the BBC. Can you hold these five Easter eggs for me? There's two. And there's four, five. Wow. Do you think you could eat all those Easter eggs? Yes. <laughs> okay, which one would you like to eat to start with? Uh, this one. That one. I'm not taking them right away, I'm just holding them for you, okay? I'm just putting them here so they don't melt in my hand. So come on then, unwrap it, off you go. Don't wait for me. Do you know, I'm going to tell you a story about when I was a little boy with Easter eggs. Have you done it? In a, in a moment. In a mo yes, you can eat it in a moment, okay. When I was young, my mum and dad on Easter Sunday would always take us to church because he was a pastor of a church and I feigned illness. Okay, and I feigned illness because I knew my sisters had got better Easter eggs than I'd got. And they all went to church and when they came back, guess what was missing? <laughs> and guess what happened to me? I got a real beating for it. So, okay, Hayden, we're going to eat this Easter egg, okay, but 
Not in one, not in one mouthful. Could you do it in one mouth? I think so. Could your mum do it in one mouth? Yes. <laughs> okay, so, while you're eating this Easter egg, I want you to tell me what you're looking at, what you're tasting, what it feels like, okay? Okay. Uh, so I eat now? Yeah. Oh, thank you. So what are you tasting? Chocolate. Cho all chocolate? Mm. Uh, no. What's in the middle? White stuff. Is that all? I think. There's some orange stuff in there as well. Is it nice? Yes. Is it gooey? Yes. I hope you're all enjoying this Easter egg. <laughs> Would you mind sharing it with me? No. No, don't wipe it on your sleeve. I have to do that. Okay. Is that part of the experience? Yes. Oh, my word. <laughs> so that's number one gone. Do you think you could eat the other four eight? Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, what do you think might happen if you did eat all of the other four? I would get sick. You'd get sick. Have you done that before? Yes. Oh. Okay, well, just just while we can you hold that for me for a moment? Just talk to them and tell them whatever you want to tell them. Talk, just keep talking to them, tell them anything. Tell them a joke. Uh, uh, what's the deal with no eyes? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Okay. A star is born. So, in my bag in here, okay, I've got some more Easter eggs. So, there's one box. How many is in there? Uh, five. Five. And how many is in that one? Five. So how many so far? Ten. Ten? Uh, There's another one. How many have got now? Uh, Fifteen. And there's another one? Uh, Twenty. Twenty-five? Um... Uh, 29. Yep. Okay, 29. So, because I know there's some people here who don't eat chocolate or can't, I've also got some Haribos. <laughs> so, who's the happiest little boy in the room at the moment? Yes. <laughs> How long? Um, a few days. A few days. Okay. So, do you think you should share them out with everybody else? Yeah. Hands up if you think Hayden should share these chocolates and Haribo's with you. Hands up. 
Okay, thank you. How many people think that he should keep them for himself? Oh, you got some, you got some supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum and Mum and Locke, they think. Would you share it with Mum and Locke? Mm, no. No. Good. So we're on the right, we're on the right path here. Do you think? What do you think would be the kindest thing to do? Share them. I think with the vote and your kindness, would you, if you are under 15, would you put your hand up? Who's, who said, come on? Who said, come on? Cheryl is not allowed anything. Okay, whatever happens. Ooh, it's a long way down there. If you're under 15, put your hands up. Locke is going to come and give, uh, sorry, Hayden is going to come and give you one of my eggs. I know you can't have chocolate. Is that right? Anybody else can't have chocolate? Can't really, seriously? Anybody else? Uh, yeah, right. Right. Hayden, would you like to go and give the, the boys and girls chocolate egg each? Yeah. I tell you what, if you start with the one that's open, if you give me those, Alistair will open the others, and you can keep coming backwards and forwards. There we go. Go on, off you go quickly. What I will do is that Chris can open that one and pass it round. John can open that one and pass it round. And Nick, you can open that one and pass it round. See, the thing is, if you've got no content, just bribe people with chocolate and Haribo's. That's the way it goes. So, Locke has just acted out the parable, sorry, the proverb that we are going to be looking at. Hayden. I keep saying Locke. It's Hayden. Sorry, Locke. Sorry, Hayden. Do you need some more chocolate? Some more here? You can have them now if you want, if your parents say yes. Okay, Hayden has just acted out one of the Proverbs we're going to look at this morning. See, the Bible is really, really very, very nitty-gritty. It talks about some things that we'd prefer not to talk about. Okay? Even in the New Testament, Paul uses, in, he, in uh, Greek, sorry, he uses words and ideas that we'd prefer not to talk about because we're cultured people, nice people. Okay, and so, but the Bible, doesn't, the Bible doesn't back off. It says some things which are really quite awkward. And we're going to look today at one of those awkward things. Just wait one moment, please. I understand in one of the small groups this, this week, they were looking at Proverbs and I understand that one of their members, Martin, was prophetic in the word that he brought, the proverb that he brought, which was, like a dog returns to its own vomit, so is a fool to his folly. And this morning, we are going to be thinking about vomit. Okay? You got that? Are you all nice? I just want to say, Roger's not here this morning because he's ill. 
But we're going to think about it. And we're going to look at the first proverb, which comes into the friendship thing as well as other things. And it's this, Proverbs 25, verse 16. If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill and vomit it. Okay? Hayden said that he could eat all those chocolate eggs, but if he did, he would be sick. Okay? And the truth is that sometimes we find something that's really, really good, and we just feed on it all the time. We just go for it. Proverbs is warning us that we should only eat what we need, otherwise we're going to have problems. Too much indulgence is too much. See, my grandma, when she said, a little bit of what you fancy does you good isn't always right. The children of Israel already knew this because they were told when they were traveling around the, um, the, the wilderness, they were told that God would provide for them food and drink every day. Anybody remember the story? Every day when they woke up, outside their tents were quail, which is a bird, and manna, which is like unleavened bread, lying on the floor, and they could collect what they needed, but God said, you only collect what you need for today. Except on Thursday night, because of the Sabbath, they could collect two days because they weren't allowed to work on the Sabbath. But every other day, just enough for one day. Guess what God told them what would happen to that quail and bread if they collected too much? What happened to it? Anybody? It got worms. It went off. They couldn't keep it. They didn't have Tupperware boxes or ice cream boxes, Kelly's ice cream that you put in the freezer. There's none of that. They were told, only take what you need. Don't overdo it. Think about some of the things that we overindulge with. Ice cream. Anybody here have ice cream pity parties? Where you sit on the settee and you just eat loads and loads of ice cream. Yeah? Anybody else? Let's be honest. While you're indulging over enjoying box sets on the TV, who sits in their pajamas all day to watch box sets? Anybody? All day. It's amazing, don't knock it. I've tried it. I get bored after the first half hour. <laughs> little bit of what you fancy does, does you good. It's okay. Box sets on TV. Listen, I am indulging at the moment in Only Fools and Horses. It's having an effect on me sometimes because sometimes I'm starting to use a Cockney accent. <laughs> and the other day, um, Malcolm was, I think it was Malcolm, said something and I said, oh yeah, Monge 2, Rodney, Monge 2. Okay, listen, it can have an effect on us. Chocolate. Who has chocolate fests? Yeah? Let's just be honest. Alison, you're putting your hands up for everything. Okay. What about 
something a little bit different. What about friendships? Friendships are really important and really good, but sometimes I've noticed that some people hang around me so much it becomes like it's too much of a good thing. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just not a person person. But we all do have little things where we indulge and indulge and indulge. And Proverbs says, if you found it, eat enough for what you need, otherwise you'll have your fill and it'll be too much. Do you know what? Next week I will not want to watch Only Fools and Horses for the next 10 years. When I've indulged in ice cream pity party and, and it's been bad for me, I don't want to do that again for some time. There's an important point behind this for the people who are listening carefully. Here's one. Here's a really important one. What about our environment? God wants us to care for our environment. We've just been talking about the green hearts. Who is, like me, is, is tempted by a bog off? Buy one, get one free. I need one lettuce, but if I get two, it's cheaper, or at least per unit. So I get two, we eat one, and what do we do with the second one? We throw it away. Humans are really good at gobbling up resources for no apparent reason. Just think about our world around us. Just think about the things that we buy lots of because we think we need it when we don't. Clothes. Or, in my case, petrol or diesel because I like driving my car. Have us think for a moment about the things that you buy where you overindulge, you, you buy more than you need I'll buy that five-liter uh, five tin of paint. might not go very far, so I'll get a 10-liter one instead. Just think about it. God wants us to be responsible for our environment. This is just one thing that you can get out of this text. And being responsible means if you find honey, just get enough for what you need. Otherwise says the writer, you might have your fill and vomit it out. Just think about that for a moment. There are some things about honey the Bible tells us about that are actually really good for us. Psalm 119, verse 103, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. There are some forms of honey which actually we can't get enough of. God's wisdom is one of them. Where do we get the wisdom from? Anybody? Come on, anybody? Where do we get God's wisdom? The Bible! It wasn't a trick question, it was okay. We also get wisdom from God from each other listening to each other, caring for each other. 
Even Proverbs says that some honey is good for us. Proverbs 24, verse 13. My son, eat honey, for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such for your soul. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, we've got to indulge in the right things. We've got to find wisdom. Proverbs often talks about wisdom. Interestingly, he often calls her, it her, she. Proverbs is referencing, although the, the writer doesn't know it, he's referencing Jesus. Let's find Jesus. He's good for us. He's, he's, it's like the, when you get a honeycomb off a, off a tree or whatever, and you just bite into the honeycomb, and the honey just drips down your... Th- Imagine, just dripping, dripping down your neck and all of your clothes, and it's just, you can't get enough of it. That's what Jesus should be like to us. We're going to move on. We're going to look at a second proverb. Proverbs 26, verse 11. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Who's ever heard a preach on this verse? Who's thinking, why am I listening to this now? Listen, we've got a dog. Who's met Echo? A small dog, isn't he? Quite tiny. He only weighs 36 kilos. He's not that big, really. But he has a nasty habit. Okay, Echo likes to eat sheep poo. You go for a walk in the, in the fields with him, and he finds sheep poo. And do you know what? He thinks he's in second heaven. I have to keep knocking it off him, get him away from it. Because, unfortunately, when he eats too much, something nasty happens. Okay, he's a foolish dog because he doesn't remember that sheep poo is not good for him. He just does it again and again. That's why we don't let Echo Lickers. Okay? Think about it. Dogs can be really silly animals. They, they sometimes, Echo is sometimes sick and he, you know what? He, he goes and sniffs it and goes back and has a look and, oh, did I do that? Did that was with me? Is it tasty? I don't know. Let's try. Okay, he's silly. He barks at shadows. People walk past and there's a, there's a, a garden and a fence or a wall and then, then the path and the door's locked and he still barks at them when they come past. He's silly. And he, we say to him, stop it. Carries on. He's got a favorite spot in the front room. Okay? There's one spot where the pipes, the central heating pipes, go under the floor, into the radiator, and it's warm. And he sits in that spot. But unfortunately, that spot is right next to the door that we have to get in and out of. So every time we want to go and get a cup of tea, we have to kick the dog and move him out of the way so we can get out the door. I go out the door, put the kettle on, make a cup of tea, come back, and guess who's sitting in the doorway? And it's not Lorraine. He's stupid. Why is the Bible telling us about this stupid animal? Well, 
It's because we can be like dogs. When I was a kid, I used to support a football club called Barnsley. Okay? Many years ago. It was the nearest club to my house. My dad never took me, so I had to sneak out and go myself. Um, There's no covering. You had to stand on the cop end, which was just a slag heap, basically. It was wet and windy and cold. And I'd go there Saturday after Saturday after Saturday, hoping beyond hope that Barnsley would win this week. And guess what happened? They never won. I got wet and cold and ate a pie that I didn't like. Hoping that Barnsley would win something. In fact, the joke was that if I turned up with my boots, I would probably have got a game. They were that bad. Every week. Listen, like a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool goes back to his, uh, like a fool who repeats his folly. Do you think I should have learned a lesson? After a few weeks, perhaps I should have learned not to keep going back. I have a little friend who doesn't believe the sign that, now don't, don't try this at home, okay? Parents, I'm really sorry. I had another story and I checked it out with Lorraine and I'm not allowed to tell it um, because it might be too dangerous for our children. But I have a little friend who does not believe the sign that says, electric fence warning. Okay, how many kids here have ever looked at an electric fence that says warning on it and touched it? Put your hands up if you've done that. Just to see if it's live. And was it Callum? What happens? Sorry? The stand up, I can't hear you. You got electrocuted. It's like one of those cartoons. You know, you ever watch those cartoons where the villain, like on 101 Dalmatians, and the villain puts his hand on the electric fence, and all he sees bones, and his hair goes spiky like mine does. Now, if you do it once, I think that's okay. That's curiosity. But my little friend does it time and time and time again. He doesn't believe any of them, so he has to do it. Sometimes twice in the same two minutes. He did it the first time, perhaps he won't do it the second time. Listen, we are like that with some of the things we do. I'm talking about silly things, dogs and football and electric fences. Just think for a moment about some of the things that we do as children, as adults. We do time and time and time again, and we don't learn from our lessons. We keep going back to our sin and our stupidity. I do it. I do it all the time. Every now and again, I need to say to myself, why are you being so foolish in doing this again and again and again and again, hoping that the result will be different? The result of sin is always the same. 
It's death. The result of our foolishness is always the same. Echo needs me to train him. And we're trying. But I need training as well. You need training. Young people, when your parents tell you off, it's not just because they like it, although sometimes they do. It's not because they like it. It's because they're training you to be dis uh, disciplined in what you're doing. And I need that discipline. Every day is a learning day. I need other Christians to come alongside me and say, why are you doing that? Why don't you stop? Why don't you do something different? I need other Christians to point out my foolishness because sometimes I can't see it. Never, ever, young people, never stop listening to what people are telling you and changing. I need the Holy Spirit to point out to me sometimes what I'm doing is unhealthy and unnecessary and needs to change. I need to read from the Bible what, what does Jesus say? What does the Old Testament say? What does the New Testament say? Let's balance it off. I want us to just to pause for a second and think about some of the things that you might do time and time and time again. Returning to the things that you know God told you not to. Just have a think, adults and children. It's never too late to learn. It's never too late to change. And you might need some help. And you might need to go and ask somebody to help you do that. And that's okay. You might need to take an action. When I'm down, I like to spend money because it sometimes makes me feel good until I get the credit card statement. And I had to take an action, which was to get my scissors, cut it up, throw it away. You might need to take some action. Listen, both our proverbs are telling us something important about how God wants us to live. About learning wisdom and discretion. About learning how to change. How to be like Jesus. They're telling us what's right and what's wrong. As we go through this series, we're going to look at other things that help us. Listen, remember... God is infinitely interested in every detail of our lives. If you find honey, just eat enough for you. Don't go round in circles doing stupid and foolish, sinful things. Let's learn to be like Jesus. We're going to close. I think we're going to do one song. If that's okay. And then we're going to finish. Yes, the God of 